Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. All right, welcome to another edition of Straight Talk SolarCast. We have a really special episode today. Uh, today we're talking with Pete uh, Mackey from Avitas Payroll Services. Welcome, Pete. Thank you, Jamie. All right. Well, Pete is an expert in, well, in California, we have a new law that started called AB5. And what that requires is that most 1099 contractors now need to be uh, converted to actual W-2 employees. So no more Wild West where people are kind of on responsible for paying their own payroll taxes. Now we have to bring them in as uh, employees. And so now we want to talk about how is that affecting the solar business and probably almost every business in California, probably with a few exemptions. But uh, what do you think, Pete? Yeah, thank you, Sammy. Um, <clears throat> yes, the AB5 rule definitely is something that is probably one of the more groundbreaking, earth-shattering rules that California's passed in the last 20 years. I spent a lot of my time dealing with business owners on the labor law side of things, the payroll side of things. So this has been a pretty big shift. Oh yeah, definitely. We've, we've actually seen it in our industry where our salespeople were all 1099 contractors, uh, meaning that if they earned a commission of say $1,000, they got a check for $1,000. Now we have to deduct about 15% for federal unemployment, social security, Medicare, um, and various other <laughs> taxes that are that are employer share, but now the employee also has to account for those payroll taxes on their side. So that thousand dollars really, you know, net to them is turning into about six hundred dollars. So as you can imagine, there's probably some uh, not so happy people on the 1099 side. Yes, that's right. And maybe it might be helpful to give a small snapshot of why this law came around. Right. Um, and then maybe talk about how that impacts the solar industry as well as others. Yeah, every industry. <laughs> sure. So AB5 was something that California has been looking at, and even the federal government indeed has also been looking at for quite some time. And the rule was signed into law by Governor Newsom in the fall um, of 2019. And there was a very short turnaround when it became a law on January 1st. So not a lot of time for business owners to understand or know the law, but essentially it was targeting what's known as the gig economy, Business, large businesses that have large fleets of 1099 workers like Uber, Lyft, companies like that. But as you know, Jamie, every industry has 1099s. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's crazy. So when this law came into effect, it inadvertently affected other people outside of the larger rideshare companies. So for the solar industry, like you mentioned before, there are people that are typically 1099s, salespeople, maybe other folks that exactly people like that so the ab5 law has a three-part test and that test is now used to determine whether and a person should be classified as an employee or not yeah and uh so it is interesting that many industries 
have filed uh, lawsuits, I guess, and they've gotten them exempted from this AB5 rule. And can you talk a little bit about those? Sure. There is quite a few exemptions. Uh, as you might expect, lawyers are exempted, oh. accountants. Real estate. Yes, real estate. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are exempted, but there are a lot that are not. Yeah. And that is an evolving thing because the lawsuits still are shaking out. Mm -hmm. For example, long-range truckers yep. that haul the semis across the country, if there's employees that live or work in California, they initially were looped under this law, and the lawsuit just was passed recently that's putting that law on hold for those truckers. Mm -hmm. So there are some exemptions, but um, I would strongly recommend anyone that has 1099s to work with a professional to understand who is in and who's out. Well, yeah, and uh, one thing that I, I, I'm seeing a lot is actually freelance journalists are there. It's like closing down entire blog sites, uh, you know, especially in sports, which I read a lot. Uh, they're just saying, oh, t guess what? Today's our last day because we would have to bring in all of these journalists as employees. And uh, yeah, we're not doing that because we can't can't make it work. So it's uh, it's unintended. Right. And some of that is people unable to kind of satisfy the laws. Other times it's businesses making a strategic decision. Like we don't want to pay the extra payroll taxes. We don't want to pay the extra insurance that goes into that. So they're actually just picking and choosing who they convert. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I'm sure there'll be a transition time as we're kind of working through all of this. Uh, what do you think? I mean, I imagine that, you know, on the outside, it says, well, the state wants to collect as much revenue as they can through payroll tax, which is probably not a bad thing. You know, people are working. I know you have to pay payroll tax. I have to pay payroll tax. And, you know, it's it's not quite fair that a 1099 person can kind of uh, work around it and maybe not ignore their taxes for years and years. And then they get hit with massive tax bill and are panicking and, you know, whatever else happens with that. But I think it will be, in the end, good for the state. But in the in the real end, it could be really bad for the state as businesses just say, yeah, forget it. I'm just going to move to Nevada. I'm going to move to Oregon. And we're a website. We can move wherever. We don't have to be in San Francisco. Yes, that's right. In fact, as you mentioned, there are pros and cons <laughs> to the rule. Yeah. Okay. So some of the pros, which not a lot of people are talking about right now because everybody's still in shock yeah. um, from this <laughs> new law coming through is, like you said, A, people that are 1099s that are not W-2s are actually protected because they're covering a worker's comp insurance. Yeah, so they get injured on the job, they sprain a wrist, they slip on a roof, uh, doing solar installation, maybe they're, they're selling and they get in a car accident or something. They now have coverage through the employer to take yeah. care of those expenses, which is nice. The other pro is people that are 1099s and are W-2s have less take-home pay. Mm -hmm. However, as a 1099, you're supposed to be paying all the payroll taxes as a W-2, you're only paying half of that. Yep. So your tax bill will actually go down as an employee. Sure. As an employer, your tax bill goes up yep. because those taxes are split. So those are the pros. The cons, however, are um, a 30%, 20 to 30% bump in operational cost for the business between the taxes, the insurances, things like that. There's also the issue of control, right? You have to now be tracking hours, you need meal breaks, you need time and a half. There's all these kind of payroll laws that kick in once you have employees. Exactly. And when you have employees uh, 10 or more, then there's a whole nother set of, you have to have dedicated HR people and all kinds of HR issues as That's well. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a whole, it's a whole new world. Uh, and I think we'll see a lot of businesses leaving California, but the ones who are in California that need to be in California will continue. 
That's right. And I think uh, California is still one of the best places in the country to do business. Mm. We are, I think, last time I checked, the fifth largest economy in the world. We're ahead of Great Britain. Um, okay. So there's lots... Who wouldn't be? Sorry, Great Britain listeners. <laughs> That's right. Well, actually, my mother's English and my dad's American, so I have split loyalty there. Okay. But... Um, that's right. California is still a great place to do business. It really comes down to how do you manage this new law for your business? How do you keep your overhead as low as possible but stay compliant? And Avidas Group does things like that. So that's that's kind of my day every day. Yeah. Well, and uh, I was just talking to a doctor, actually, and he works in a clinic, sports medicine clinic. He's paid as a 1099 contractor. And I said, how is that possible with AB5? And he said, I have no idea, but I'm a 1099. And, you know, I can't imagine us being ever converted to employees. But I think in healthcare, that's he's a doctor. He's in that line of business. He probably should be an employee. That's right. There's a lot of industries that are going to go through a landmark kind of shift. Mm-hmm. The healthcare industry is certainly one of them, and that includes chiropractors and other people as well that do office sharing, things like that. There's also people that do personal training, right? They use a gym. Mm-hmm. They're their own trainer, but they wear the shirt and logo of, you know, 24-hour fitness or whatever. Yep. And those guys will now most likely be considered employees. So it is a shift. And how about the most relevant, the Golden State Warriors? All of their basketball players were paid as 1099 contractors. Are they now going to have to be employees? Oh, that's a great question. I'll have to defer that to uh, the <laughs> NBA commissioner, but uh, certainly something that's going to be impacted. I imagine they're exempt, as, as uh, they're going to be on the exempt list. But yeah, 49ers are playing this weekend, and they're all 1099 con- contractors somehow. But uh, yeah, this is a really interesting. Um, one of my big questions, though, is what happens to the companies that do not comply? Yeah, great question. So this is one of the most interesting things about the law, in my opinion. Typically, when a big state passes a big law, there's a period of time before things are enforced, right? It's largely self-reported. So an employee reports to an employer or maybe um, the business itself just self-reports and says, hey, I now have W-2s. And they're maybe more of a rule follower than, than, than the traditional crowd here. But with this law... The most interesting thing to me is Governor Newsom set aside uh, a budget line item for 2020. So he actually has allocated $20 million for enforcement of the law. (laughs) So he's giving money to other agencies inside of his government to go after people, to find things, to make sure that his law is complied with, which is very rare in government that you allocate a budget line item for enforcement. And in addition to that, based on what I saw last, um, the agencies that are involved uh, with the enforcement of the rule, because there's a few, are actually allowed to keep whatever fines they levy and collect on in wow. their own budget. So usually when the, when the California you know, le- leverages the fine, it goes into a general bucket and yep. it's divvied up. With this law as an additional incentive to the agency workers, they can actually keep the money. Like a bounty system. Very, very similar. <laughs> wow, that's a, that is landmark. So, um, you know, there's probably, anyone who's listening has probably a zillion questions. We have a lot of solar industry people Uh, What would be the best way for them if they, you know, we have a Facebook page, they can reach out to us, but how would we, uh, how would you want them to contact you for more information? Yeah, thank you, Jamie. You know, having these kind of conversations is clearly something that I value and I think are important for people to, to, to mitigate against as a business owner. Um, You can easily reach me um, through my email, which is pmaki at avitasgroup.com or go to our website, which is www.avitasgroup.com. And this will be in the show notes as well. But uh, Pete, we really appreciate you coming on. It's been a great podcast. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to uh, rate and review. Make sure to share it out because uh, this is critical information. Uh, what do you think a fine would be for a business that did not comply? 
it really varies, um, <clears throat> but the numbers I've seen are between ten and twenty-five thousand dollars. And since the agency gets to keep that money, I imagine it's probably towards the twenty-five thousand dollar range. Right. I think it just depends on which agency it is and what level of of of, uh, of an emission is. But yeah, certainly something you don't want to skimp by on. All right. Well, thanks very much, Pete. We appreciate the great insight, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Thanks again. Thank you. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.